0: Edition of our Industries at Work COVID-19 podcast series, Council Market Intelligence Director, Rob Boyce, chats with Chad Hoppejohn, Assistant Vice President of Cottingham & Butler's Safety Management Services Company. The conversation covers trucking safety during the pandemic. For those hauling essential goods, it's about safety at terminals, lounges, and rest stops. It's about procuring food and extended hours. They also discuss the silver linings of the pandemic, such as more streamlined and cost-effective onboarding practices for truckers and improvements to driver training, as well as the industry's response to relaxed regulations. Join us for this deeper dive into trucking safety. Chad, thanks so much for joining us today. I hope you're doing well. Hey, Rob.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Let's jump right in. Through working for Safety Management Services Company, a division of Cunningham & Butler, you work closely with the transportation industry and specifically trucking. You've seen the impacts that COVID-19 has had on the sector firsthand. Clearly, we are in unprecedented times. To start things off, can you briefly describe COVID-19's impact on the sector and more specifically, what risk managers are focusing on during the pandemic and what new exposures, if any, have risen?
1: Thanks, Rob. As a safety consultant, um, we've seen all kinds of different um, issues arise because of COVID, and a lot of different exposures have come about from it. Um, You know, a couple things that motor carriers really took for granted in the past, you know, simple things like shop personnel, um, getting in and out of the the trucks, um, the drivers coming in and out of a terminal. Um, the drivers coming in and out of their driver's lounges. You know, things like that, Um, sleeps have really taken for granted. And now they've really had to look at how are they going about sanitizing those areas and really trying to protect their employees, not only the drivers, but all employees that are working in their offices. You know, other issues that the drivers face, you know, that they, again, probably have taken for granted. Um, you know interacting with their shippers you know what they can and can't do simple things such as using a bathroom um have become more and more difficult and in some cases may put some exposure on the drivers you know other areas you know dealing with rest stops um some of them may be closed therefore they're not able to stop as they normally would which could extend their hours which could lead to fatigue you know things like that um other things simply just getting a meal Um, you know, being able to stop at a restaurant, some restaurants have been closed. Other ones, you know, the trucks cannot just just go through a um, drive through So it makes it a little bit more difficult for them to try to find things like that.
0: Great, thanks. And then operationally, have have you seen a a change? You know, a lot of uh, corporate companies have shifted to uh, work from home and that for a lot of folks have been successful. Have you seen any change from that front?
1: Sure. Um, you know, it really varies from fleet to fleet. Um, we've definitely seen some fleets that have given their employees an option. You know, you can come into their offices, or they allow them to work from home. Um, in most cases, it's been varied across the board, and I think there's been different levels of successes with that. Um, but for the most part, you know, from the clients that we speak with, their employees want to come into work, and they've done different things with social distancing and, you know, personal protective equipment, things like that, to try to keep their employees safe. But they've really had to be smart about how they've had their offices set up. And in some cases they've had to make employees work from home just due to the amount of space that they may or may not have.
0: Great. And we'll, we'll talk more on, more on that later. Uh, in regards to the supply chain, uh, you know, if there has been a supply chain slowdown, um, how and has this impacted the demand for truckers across the nation?
1: Um, in terms of supply chain, that's um, a little bit out of my area, but from what we've been hearing, you know, it really varies from fleet to fleet, really on what they're hauling. Um, you know, in some industries, it's, it's really picked up. You know, the healthcare industry and medical supplies and things like that. Other industries, it's really really slowed down, and you know, fleets have tried to find other means, you know, to try to recoup some of that revenue. But for the most part, um, I think it has hit fleets hard, and I think this COVID definitely has been a negative for a lot of fleets that are out there.
0: Interesting. So, when you talk about the job market, uh, can you speak to how the job market was in the in the trucking sector prior to COVID, and how it's been impacted throughout the pandemic?
1: Um, You know, again, very similar to the supply chain, you know, it varies from fleet to fleet, but the job market prior to COVID um, for the most part was very hot. I mean, drivers had their selection of a lot of different fleets that they'd want to go to Um, for the fleets. That's a good thing. They were able to find the so-called better, safer drivers that were available Um, after COVID hit you know, it really slowed down and, you know, drivers were laid off, um, employees were laid off in in many different companies. And, you know, again, but it varies, you know, really from fleet to fleet and industry to industry in terms of, you know, who they're hauling for and what they have available. But for the most part, it was hot prior to COVID and really cooled off once COVID hit.
0: All right, great. And I'm going a little off off topic here, but just curious, you know, regarding the transition to online sales during COVID, has this impacted the the trucking industry at all uh, in regards to different types of being products uh, delivered in different ways? You know, I'm thinking of Amazon stock skyrocketing while others are really falling. Has this impacted the trucking industry at all?
1: Um, It certainly impacted the trucking industry. Um, You know, in terms of you know the online sales it, it really depends again on the industry. Um retail sales, I've assumed has slowed down, and some fleets that we work with you know definitely you know haul for some retail stores. Um, the Amazons are a little bit different, and in those cases, you know you do have some of your traditional uh, motor carriers, you know over the road motor motor carriers that do haul for Amazon. but in reality, um, you know, Amazon has a lot of private carriers that haul for them as well.
0: So how about you know, new drivers and training during the, during the pandemic? What changes have been made uh, here to protect not only new drivers and training, but those doing the training?
1: So in terms of new driver training, and really for me and my team, it's more safety training. Um, you know, I think there's been some very positive changes. And I think fleets have been forced to utilize, you know, virtual training, remote training um, for their drivers in terms of onboarding um, in addition to some of the training that they do when a driver does come into their offices. Um, You know, they've been, a lot of fleets were using Zoom and other virtual training um, systems prior to COVID, however, Many, many fleets now are utilizing Zoom and similar um, virtual training aspects since COVID hit. So in reality, it's helped them streamline, I think, their onboarding process and maybe even made it a little more cost effective if they should have outlying terminals so they're able to Zoom and maybe taking some of that responsibility away from some of those employees that were were located in those outlying terminals and really standardize their onboarding where maybe they hadn't in the past.
0: So do you think this could be a a catalyst for change for the good, Um, you know, when this is all behind us, do you think uh, the industry will continue using these practices and continue to cut costs and, and, um, you know, train remotely just like folks are, you know, across all industries likely going to be working remotely more often now?
1: Um, I think, You know, the onset of COVID and in this area, I think there's definitely some pros and cons. Um, The positives for sure would be able to make their onboarding process a lot more consistent if they're able to utilize Zoom. Again, for those terminals that are located away from, you know, the parent company location or the corporate office. Um, The nice thing about, again, utilizing Zoom is you can have a live, new hire orientation going on at a corporate office, while at the same time, having other locations live as well. So they're getting the same message no matter where they're hired into. Um, some of the cons to that though is, you know, there's really no replacement for that personal touch, you know, when you're dealing directly face-to-face, you know, with the employees at those corporate offices or even, you know, at those terminal locations you really can't replace that hands-on training that you may be losing a little bit right now because of the COVID crisis.
0: Right, so switching gears, um, you know, the term civil authority, it was, you know, all over the place months ago and states are already beginning to reopen, but there is the risk of of phase two of COVID-19. And if this does happen again with the closure of uh, rest stops, fast food restaurants, restrooms and other facilities, How are truck drivers being impacted and can this potentially lead to an increase in fatigue on the road uh, with folks not being able to stop or or simply just not wanting to, um, you know, because of the pandemic?
1: You know, I think inevitably it could increase fatigue um, if drivers cannot find safe locations to park and, you know, to stop and get their rest. I think what it does do though is a positive in that it forces drivers to really plan their trips it forces the operations teams of all fleets really to plan their trips um, as best they can. And I think it forces the actual companies, operations teams to lay out you know, where are safe locations along the route where their drivers can stop, to eat, to rest, um, things like that. So planning is huge. Um, I don't, I, I think that is a huge positive that will come out of this is just forcing everybody to plan better.
0: Interesting. And, and are fleets using any on-road technologies to help, you know, keep in touch and increase the lines of communication while on the road?
1: Yeah. I mean, most fleets now have some type of, you know, ELD system, you know, their electronic logs. And within those ELD systems, there's instant messaging. You know, a lot of fleets, are utilizing that texting of drivers is still there although you know they have to be careful about when and when they text a driver what they're texting drivers things like that but I think technology wise most fleets that are out there have the ability to contact the drivers as often as they need to without being a distraction to the drivers on the road I mean they just have to be careful of that in terms of the safety aspect of it.
0: Great. And, and so on the, the regulatory front, um, you know, due to COVID, the Department of Transportation took additional steps to make uh, truck drivers more available to haul essential uh, supplies during the outbreak. Uh, so this led to broadening exemptions from hours of service rules to suspending enforcement of licensing information. Can you elaborate on that and just give us um, Yeah, a few words on how companies are approaching these new lapse measures and some risks that are associated with this.
1: Yeah, so the FMCSA or the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration, you know, did take some unprecedented steps to um, offer some exemptions to those motor carriers that are hauling essential goods. Um, From what we can tell, in communicating with our clients, it really hasn't affected them, only because they've decided to to the original regulations before the exemptions were put out there. So in terms of hours of service, they were operating as they would prior to COVID. Um, In terms of licensing and those types of things, they're trying to do what they could um, prior to COVID. Um, Really the impetus behind that is, is they want to make sure their drivers are safe on the road. They want to make sure the general public is safe on the road. And in reality, Trying to stay away from any type of litigation should that bad crash occur, and you know they weren't following, you know, the original regulations that were out there, even though there was an exemption there.
0: So when it comes to off-the-road maintenance shops, driver lounges, other areas of mass mass gatherings, uh, how has social distancing requirements impacted this, and what are risk managers doing to combat this risk?
1: Um, y- that's a great question um i think this is an area that is extremely extremely difficult for a motor carrier to manage um, just because they really haven't had to manage this before so when you think of just maintenance shops and driver's lounges and just general offices you know the sanitation aspect of it making making sure things are all wiped down and clean Um, In terms of a driver's lounge, simple things like the remote control to a TV, telephones, um, the bathrooms, the faucets, the door handles, you know, all those types of things. There's no more bringing in pizzas and food and things like that for the drivers unless it's individual, um, individually wrapped type food. You know, in terms of just the maintenance shop, you're dealing with, you know, maintenance employees getting in and out of a truck. So therefore, they're touching um, door handles and grab bars and steering wheels and radio controls and things like that. So making sure those are all wiped down so you don't have exposure to the maintenance professional. Then the drivers, once they get back into those trucks after they've been serviced, the same type of thing, making sure there's sanitation there. And then just, you know, dealing with employees in the office and interacting with the drivers, trying to keep their distance. And some of these offices, you know, there isn't a ton of room. So it's difficult for them to be able to distance themselves even though they're trying as much as possible. So, you know, personal protective equipment has been big and making sure that the employees that need it are issued it, they're trained on how to use it appropriately, you know, things like
0: that. Right, and I mean there there are always trucks on the road, so I'm I'm sure what makes it difficult is it's a 24-hour job. You know there'll always be drivers stopping and like you said using the remote or getting on the computer. When it comes to working with third parties, um, you know I'm, I'm talking about delivering packages or working. You know when you get to your your destination, has have there been any changes on how drivers are interacting with uh, with the folks who are on the receiving end?
1: Um Again, that's another difficult one. I think for the drivers, it's extremely difficult because the shippers and the locations you know where the drivers are you know dropping their freight or hauling their freight to um, you know they wanna eliminate any type of interaction, so you know drivers may have to stay in their vehicles um they may have to go to um, designated areas that maybe aren't conducive to the normal aspect of their job you know using a restroom has become very difficult you know in reality it makes the, the driver's job very difficult and i think the fleet and the motor carriers are working to communicate with those shippers and customers to make sure that their drivers have somewhere to go when they get to those locations if they need something whether it be a snack a beverage. Um again, to use a bathroom, you know things like that, you know, just in the normal day to day aspect that they deal with
0: do do you think there's been an increase of, in drivers sleeping in their cabs? I would imagine so, but I just wanted to ask,
1: yeah, I think so. I mean, you know for those drivers that have the ability to do that, if their truck is equipped with a sleeper, um for sure, I think that's something because I think the driver's safer. In their cab than they would be trying to go to a hotel. In some cases, um, some hotels aren't even open um, for them to be able to do that. So I think there is more utilization of it um, if again their truck is equipped with a sleeper.
0: Right. So we touched on driver training uh, in regards to on-road testing. How has COVID affected this, and do you think these more remote practices uh, will continue?
1: So. You know, the on-road testing or road testing, um, you know, one big thing about the road testing, although it's a great best practice, um, it's not a requirement, you know, by the FMCSA that all drivers are road tested. Again, if you're talking to me, for sure we would want to road test drivers. Well, COVID hit and it does make road testing more difficult. Um, Some fleets have decided to suspend their road testing, which, you know, could lead to a driver that maybe is getting in a vehicle that cannot operate it as effectively as what the fleet would want. Um, if they would have done a road test, they may have figured that out. Um, some fleets have you know, tried to be a little, um, they've tried to make some arrangements where they can still road test, although it's done in a different fashion, such as maybe they have a closed course where they can follow behind a driver to make sure they can, you know, adequately operate the vehicle. Um, other fleets have actually had um, driver trainers outfitted with personal protective equipment, and still doing the normal road test. Um, now you do have some driver trainers or road test road testing employees that say, "Hey, I don't feel comfortable getting in that truck with, you know, a driver, so I- I'm not going to do it." And, and that's something that's definitely crept up to some fleets, and they've had to make some tough decisions based on that.
0: Mm-hmm. So all in all, and, and for good or for bad, do you think COVID's current impact on the trucking industry could result in any long-term changes uh, that we might see far outside the pandemic? Um, in terms of long-term
1: changes, you know, I think I mentioned communication before, and I think you know motor carriers and drivers I honestly believe that their communication is going to be increased, you know, after this COVID crisis, which I think is a win-win for both the fleet and the driver. Um, I think the operations team has to look out for the drivers, and the drivers are going to feel more comfortable with the operations team and the fact that they feel that they're being taken care of. Um, The fleets that can do that, I think this is a definite win for them. Um, In terms of other changes i think hopefully you know federal state local governments are going to be able to hopefully figure out a way to find better parking should you know a second wave of this creep up you know maybe later this year or next year or whenever Um, but finding better parking for drivers finding available locations for food um, showers um, bathrooms things like that i think you know the government entities in every state needs to figure that out and be better about that to really support the drivers. I mean, without them, you know, the freight is not going to get to where it is and it's going to hurt all consumers. So I really think the governments need to figure that out. And then in terms of, you know, sanitation, I think all companies, I mean, most companies in the country are going to be way smarter in that area. And I think are going to be better off because of the COVID to understand, you know, what they need to do in terms of sanitation to keep their facilities safe for their employees, um, safe for the outside public, should they, you know, start allowing the public back into some of the locations, you know, things like that.
0: Right. And, and we discussed this on a, a prior call, viral diseases. Um, they're not specific to COVID. You know, we've always had a flu season and you know while COVID-19 we might get a vaccine or this might go away over time hopefully this sanitation the lessons learned around it will continue uh and it'll you know prevent the spread of, of disease for sure uh so i'm gonna end on a on a big picture question uh and as you think about lessons learned and and your experience over the past few months in regard to managing the challenges associated with the health and, and economic crisis. What is something that you would start doing after the pandemic? Something you would stop and something that you will or should continue doing? This can be personally, professionally, or industry related.
1: Um, from a professional level, um, I really believe that the remote communication, the virtual meetings, you know that's something that I know my team is going to continue to do and hopefully we get better at and continue to improve upon. But I think it's a a value add and I think it is definitely a useful tool. um, Should you get into a pinch or you're unable to travel to a certain location? You know, I think in terms of, you know, a personal aspect, you know, one thing that I'm going to continue to do that maybe I haven't done so much in the past is, you know, just, the constant hand washing, the constant utilization of, um, you know, hand sanitizer, and being cognizant of, you know, just overall hygiene in those different areas that maybe you've taken for granted in the past. Um, and what was your other question? I apologize.
0: <laughs> Something that you might stop doing.
1: Oh, um, you know, in reality, as far as stop doing. I can't think of too much that I'm going to change in terms of stop doing. I think it's just a matter of the things that I do on a day-to-day basis, or even my team does on a day-to-day basis. I think we just have to be smarter and more aware about what we're doing. You know, I don't anticipate anything we're just going to flat out stop doing. Um, And I think that's, you know, one misconception with all this in COVID is that, hey, we need to stop doing our day-to-day tasks. And maybe there's some things that will change. Um, But in all reality, for what we do, and whether it's professionally or personally, um, I think we just all need to be aware and just more, like I said, more cognizant of our surroundings, really watch what we're doing, and not only um, be cognizant of ourselves, but how we potentially affect other people.
0: Right. Well all in all you know we're we're in some interesting times but it sounds like there may be a few silver linings uh, through your experiences and and the industry as a whole and you know again we really appreciate you providing uh, your expertise today and and really look forward to keeping in touch going forward. Thank
1: you Rob I really appreciate the opportunity.
0: Thanks Chad thanks for your time and have a great day.